East Stand number 3, Kilmarnock vs Motherwell, Saturday 27th August 2022, post-match discussion. If you fancy getting deeper into the discussion, why not join us in the East Stand Discord? You me okay, Martin? Oh, yeah. I'm here now. Okay, man. Bit of a false start. Just had to um, start it again. No big deal. Hopefully, um, we've got a few. Back in. I want to do is just share it again. Okay, though. I'll um, bit of a false start there, folks. But I'll just kick us off again. So, welcome to the thirty stand post-match discussion. I'm, I'm your host, Neil Doherty, and I'm here with my co-host from the Two Clubs, One Love podcast, Martin Wall. You there last time, Martin? Yeah, I'm here loud and clear, mate. Sorry about that before. Apologies. You're just getting your dinner. What's going on? Tonyard, mate. <laughs> You've got to have a tonyard after a win. <laughs> uh, so, you ready to go? Yeah, I'm all good to go. You go. I'm, I'm all. I'm eating and uh, talking, and I can multitask. No worries. Uh, so here we are again, and it was a, a much better afternoon for Kilmarnock this afternoon as we came from one goal down to defeat Motherwell at Rugby Park. So um, the Kilmarnock lineup today was we set up in a four-three-three formation. Uh, two two dropped out: Rory McKenzie and centre-back Joe Wright dropped out and in came new signing left-back Ben Cruzen hope I'm pronouncing that correctly and Danny Armstrong also came in and what appeared to be a 4-3-3 formation with Sam Walker in goals Ben Cruzen at left-back Alabioso at right-back Lewis Mayo at left centre-back Ash Taylor at right centre-back Liam Polworth, Kim McEnroy either side of Alan Power in midfield and Holly Shaw and Danny Armstrong, either side of Kyle Lafferty up front. It's it was a new formation. I hadn't um so far and, and from what I can remember seeing Derek McKinnis set up Kilmarnock this way. And I felt as if Kilmarnock got off to a reasonable start in the game. I felt as if we looked okay in in the opening ten minutes or so without really threatening Motherwell. But then, obviously, as we know, disaster struck on 14 minutes when Kevin Van Veen latched onto a, a threaded through ball. Not quite sure who... No, there's nobody seems to be credited with an assist in any of the sites that I look at. So I don't know if maybe Mayo got the last touch on it. I, I, I was right... I was in the East Stand... Um, side on with it and Mayo was certainly our last man he was racing back uh, with Van Veen and he made a last ditch attempt to get the ball and I think he maybe just about touched the ball, that's maybe why nobody has credited with an assist, maybe somebody could tell me who threaded that ball through for, for Motherwell maybe Slattery or Spittle, I'm not too sure and um, Van Veen who was definitely the most dangerous player all afternoon I had a did what all good strikers do. He, he he nipped in and he pinched the ball in front of Sam Walker, who looked a bit rooted to his line, and uh, scored a good strikers goal and just flattened rugby part. And I, and I don't know 
from where I was sitting, Martin, it's maybe the first talking point. Uh, Sam Walker was getting a bit of stick for staying rooted to his line. Do you feel like that's a fair analysis of the first 15 minutes? Yeah. Um, so the ball went through from Strittle, Um And then I'm right in front of it. And for me, Sam Walker, there's no communication. I mean, to be fair, the first half, the the, the defence was uh, shambles. I mean, Ash Taylor was having to swing from right to left. Mayo was seen to get caught out of position too much. Um, and yeah, he got caught out of position for the goal and they were threading it through quite easily in the first half. And the goal really was avoidable. Um, for me, Walker... As much as he did have a good game, I don't want to slate him because he absolutely kept us in the game late on with a cracking save, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, he, if that's our coming in goal, that's that's not a goal. That's all I'm going to say on that. So you feel as if he was slow to get off his line? Do you feel as if he was yes. rooted to his line? Yeah, he could have he gone to the ground a bit better. Um, and I didn't think there was no... He just looked a bit hesitant. Even a couple of times afterwards when he came to get the ball, he seemed to step forward, then back, then go again to get the ball. Whereas Zach Emmons quite confident he'll just go for the ball. So, yeah. yeah. And Mayo could have done better as well. And even even Ash Taylor, um, for me, needed to get that defence organised. And in the first half, we were getting... We, you know, it did look like it could have been, after that first one, maybe two or three. Um, but then we started to obviously get into the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I I wasn't impressed with Motherwell at all. I I, I didn't. I wasn't impressed with them whatsoever. Um, I, I, did you feel that Liam Kelly and goals for them started wasting time immediately after they scored? Almost as if after twenty minutes they had settled for one 0 yeah, I think in the first half, especially when Kilmarnock were on the front foot towards the end of the second half, he was trying to kill it off by time-wasting. And for me, it was really annoying because if that's in the 85th minute, the referee pulls the yellow card out. So what's the difference between doing it in the 30th minute? He put, and exactly, and he pulled the yellow card out for Danny Armstrong late, late on. And Liam Kelly had wasted, I mean, he supposedly ultimately wasted his own time, which is always the risk of wasting time from that early, but I just felt as if it kind of typified Motherwell's ambition in the game. Again, I mean, I've been saying it on the Discord, I, I, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't impressed with Ross County last week. We were, obviously, it's been acknowledged we were cheating. They should have had two, two men sent off. Um, I wasn't Massively impressed with Dundee United. I thought we were a reasonably tidy football team in the first uh, first game of the season, but I don't feel as if there's anything to be feared here at all. Motherwell, I felt, were extremely poor. Uh, they, they were really route one, looking for the odd counter attack, and then had seemed to appear to have settled for one 0 from after about. 20-25 minutes Liam Kelly wasting the time and then from from then from then on it was it was us that was was making all the running um, and pressing but I didn't feel as if apart from Crescent's chance obviously of the underside of the bar did you feel as if we were going to score in the first half other than that chance 
I didn't think we looked that threatening. We kind of huffed and puffed a bit in front of goal, Martin. What do you think? Yeah, we, um, first half was quite frustrating, really, because I thought both teams started off okay. There wasn't really any chances. They had a half chance of a shot, which went wide. Uh, we had a good ball in the box, which we couldn't get on the end of. But other than that, apart from the goal, like you say, in fairness, Motherwell had a few shots on goal, but they, they weren't really, like I say, threatening. Um, they just kept come on. Motherwell's best attacking threat was through our mistakes and our laps in concentration and defence for the, the same ball through the middle. But obviously, we nullified that to a degree in the second half. Um, and they didn't really, like I say, have much to go on. Um, but going back to what your point is, yeah, first half I felt so probably up until maybe 10 minutes before half time. Half time came at the wrong time for us um, because we were starting to get out. Um, but they just seemed to manage to get blocks behind every shot that we had. Um, I mean, Lafferty missed a setter um, from what I, I don't know. I was quite far, obviously, up, at the other end. Um, whether it was an easier chance than the one that Ollie Shaw uh, should have tucked away in the second half, I don't know. But we. We certainly huffed and puffed, and um, I'd like to see the Christian, Chris, Chris uh, how you pronounce his name, shot again because it was a crack of a shot. Um, you'll be able to tell better than me how close it was, but it, again, he looked very promising. Um, I think there was a bit more balance to the team when we attacked because you've got the two players left and right who love to attack and uh, they're fast. Um, you know, they'd like to get forward, so that was good to see. But I think at the same point, it did leave us a bit vulnerable. And when we did attack at the back, I did think we got back quick enough. And Taylor and Mayer on fast. And if anyone gets past Taylor and Mayer, then there's a good chance of scoring. I felt Mayo looked a bit slow for their goal. Mm. See, see for Mayo, for me. Um, I don't understand what Joe Wright's done to be dropped because for me, Joe Wright wins those balls in the air. Mayo lost the first ball and the second ball numerous times in the first half. Whereas Ash Taylor, obviously, you know, he's winning every header, but you know, sometimes you kind of allow just Ash Taylor to win those balls. You need someone alongside Ash Taylor that's competent enough to go in and win the second header if the first header is missed. And for me, Mayo just didn't do that and again it, he, he was at fault or, or partly at fault for the goal that Dundee United scored on the opening day because he missed the initial first phase of the ball with the header um, I just for a, a reasonably big lad well, he's, not, he's not as tall as maybe Ash Taylor and Joe Wright but he still surprises me that he doesn't win as much in the air um, and, and for me I just think that Joe Wright was should have been the one playing alongside today not Mayo Yeah I agree um, although he did come on to a game mail, I think he could have done a wee bit better at the goal and I did reflect in the same way as you that that felt like the second goal he had kind of been at fault for at home, the second crucial goal, I the first being against Dundee United in the opening day. But on your point about Lafferty, I do think that Lafferty would have, I mean, firstly the, re the rebound for Crescent's obviously excellent shot that hit the underside of the bar. I think Lafferty on form maybe makes more of that, and also that half chance that he skied over the bar. I feel like these were chances that were half chances that Lafferty was taking for us when he was on form. Yeah, I think uh, um, a fit of Lafferty 
Well, I don't know if he, if he is fit or not. I presume he is, but for me, a Lafferty of Lapuzin would have buried those chances. I, I think so too. Um, so, I mean, to stay on the the, the debutant Ben Crisen on loan from Aston Villa. I was looking at some stats before we come on here. So Crisen with ninety one touches. Touched the ball, and I like my. I think you know, but now I like my stats, Martin. He touched the ball the most of anybody on the pitch, which was quite impressive. Alan Power of uh, ourselves, obviously, second with 77 touches. So Ben Crescent on 91 touches of the ball was far and away the, the, the player who touched the ball most. Um, and and both teams that is so quite impressive debut and, and see a, a stats aside got up and down I mean past the eye test as well didn't he yeah. up and down that left hand side combined well with Shaw who was a bit unlucky in the game wasn't he his finishing was off but he looked he looked okay out in that left forward position what did, what did you think of Shaw and Krizen today yeah I was very impressed with Krizen. Um like I've already mentioned he likes to get forward and he just looked comfortable in the ball for me <laughs> He gave me um, Nico Hamelainen vibes and the, like, the way he played and attacked, but maybe just a bit better. Um, and I really liked him. Um, I liked the way he, he just wanted to drive forward. And I think he had two chances. I think he hit the crossbar. And then there was one maybe even towards the end of the first half and he just blazed that over. But it's great to see you attacking fullback in, in that position, picking up the loose balls and, and having a go. That's what you want. Yeah, I thought he was excellent. As you say, kind of hammerlining vibes with, with the, the way he, he plays, definitely. And a good bit of speed, composure, great first touch. He'll, de- he'll definitely do. And we can play with four, a flat-back four now, which... He was good in the air as well. I thought he was quite good in the air. There was times in the second half he wasn't afraid to put his body in there and, and maybe where someone would shirt the challenge. He, was, he, was, he, was, he wasn't afraid to, to you know, get his head hurt. So I switched the I switched the four three three and a change of position for Ollie Shaw, playing what I don't know if you could say was left wing but left forward maybe, but certainly out to the left, as opposed to number ten role or, or second striker role, and we played a four three three. Did you feel that worked, Martin? Um, I think the formation works. I just don't think the players that were playing worked in the first half. I think that was evident in the second half when Fraser Murray came on. Um, I think he gave us a bit more balance either side. Um, I've got to actually mention Polworth. I think that's the best game he's had so far this season. Really impressed with him. Thought he was calm in the middle. Gave the ball away a few times, but um, he was he was good at driving forward in the second half. He got that space and was able to then. That's when that's when I'm talking about Fraser Murray. He gave that option. So you had Armstrong out wide on one side, who was my man the match, not for his goal, but I mean I, I was saying to him he should, you know, saying last week he should get a start and I'm glad he did. Um but Fraser Murray when he came on he just gave us that different option as well. And even Rory McKenzie was in and about and linking up and going from side to side. So I thought the substitutes changed the game, but no, I think for me Shaw and Lafferty are too similar. Um and I think, if anything, I'd like to see one of them drop for the next game and maybe play with more natural players like Murray or even uh, Satona 
Uh, obviously, if Jordan Jones, when he comes back, he would then fit into that sort of role as well. I was listening to Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, in my earpods, and uh, their halftime verdict was that, that Motherwell were value for the lead, but I really didn't agree. No, and, no equal game. I mean, the stats, well, I made sure I took some um, screenshots at half time so that I actually had the half time stats, but obviously are a wee bit harder to get than the full time stats. So at half time, we had 59 possession to Motherwell's 41% possession. Our expected goals were 0.69 to Motherwell's 0.23. We had 12 total shots in the first half to Motherwell's three. Motherwell, we had no big chances to their one, obviously, their goal. 148 accurate passes. We had we had 74% accurate um, pass success rate. Motherwell only 92 with 63% a, a accurate passes. So we were 12 shots to their three, uh, but no shots in target. So I, I felt as if at half time I didn't agree at all with, with Clyde Super Scoreboard's evaluation that Motherwell were value for the lead. I, I thought that Motherwell were really direct. I felt they were really disappointing. Again, I really don't think based on Motherwell and Ross County and even Dundee United, we've got an awful lot to fear in this league. And I think we're starting to the performances are starting to show that. As you, you've made the point, Martin, that the subs came on hungry. We came out at half time and we just got ripped right into them, didn't we? We we didn't hold back. I feel as if maybe that that aura of being in the top flight again. A lot of these boys have not, not maybe played many minutes in the top division. Mm. I don't think we need to be respecting these teams. We don't need to. Be, we certainly don't need to be respecting that Motherwell team. I, I really didn't think they were good at all. I think that that that. Um, they were summed up by Stephen O'Donnell who I've been quite a I've backed Stephen O'Donnell I've been on podcasts Scotland podcasts and I've always kind of backed him and stuck up for him but I thought he was absolutely shameful today like trying to get yeah, I thought he embarrassed himself I he dived on the floor trying to get Armstrong books that was a joke dropped him to the floor feigning an injury numerous times he tried to get mm-hmm. Armstrong sent off didn't he yeah Armstrong had the better of him and um, he wasn't liking it. So he's um, playing the dirty tricks. But, you know, you've got to remember, um, Soddy thought he was a big-time Charlie boy, didn't he? And he's ended up at his big club other one. So good good to him. He's um, He deserved all he got to that. You know what? I'd have had a bit of respect for him if he had left with a bit of dignity. But the way he left, it was a bit poor. So. But he, he wasn't that good. I mean, I don't know why he was playing left-back either. But... Um, it was a bit of an odd decision. Yeah, yeah. So, as you said, Martin, the, the substitutions really changed the game, didn't they? So, on, on on 64 minutes, we brought on Rory McKenzie and Fraser Murray for Ollie Shaw and Kerr McEnroy. And I think, I suppose we, we'd got what we wanted with Kerr McEnroy in midfield. That's what we'd been asking for, for Weeks, it seemed to be the obvious move, and sure enough, McInnes obviously thought so too. What did you think of McInroy in the midfield today? Finally got his chance where he obviously wants to play. Didn't really get a bad game. I just think he um, didn't get to get on the ball as much as he liked. Um, but, 
he was always getting in stock in and trying to break up play and you know I, I think he had a you know it wasn't a great game um but you know he certainly wasn't poor you know he he was i would say he was just a a, a a six you know which is an average um didn't really put a foot wrong um but didn't do anything spectacular and i think we all know what mckenzie's about and we needed someone to just get in their faces a bit more and i think he did that but it also what i liked about mckenzie was he would link up put the throw-ins look for the wee one twos with the, the full backs one minute going the left side linking up with christian and murray next minute alabusu and, and armstrong and he was really sort of like just kept the motherwell defense confused at times as well and then trying to work pockets of space and um, so then the, the other players could run into and that's what i mean mckenzie's work off the ball i thought was um was a key to that because that opened up space for the likes of murray and armstrong to get forward more and then um, that certainly gave us a bit of joy when we got the two goals yeah so it only took seven minutes after the substitutions were made for us to draw level I had a feeling. I was just feeling as if we were, we weren't going to score. I don't. I don't know about you, Matt. And I just thought it was going mm. to be one of those afternoons, especially when Ollie Shaw missed that chance where he he, he came onto the ball, his favoured right foot, and he just skied it. I was actually thought that the McInnes's substitutions were quite bold. I, f- I felt that the removal of Ollie Shaw was quite bold, and I was quite surprised that he did that given that we were still chasing the game we were, we were one down and he didn't really replace him with I know Fraser Murray is, is a, a, a forward thinking player but you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily I mean he's not a striker so he removed a striker brought on uh, uh, but Murray was excellent when he came on wasn't he Fraser Murray uh-huh. and as you say McKinney. I um, see, see uh, the two strikes I mean usually it's Lafferty that comes off before sure um, but for me, Lafferty, what he did different today was he was good in the second. I mean, first half he was getting his old, you know, usual frustrated self, um, and he wasn't really getting much. But he, he second half he was winning more in the air, um, linking up play better. And then what I liked about his uh, playing the second half um, was his press, um, the energy in that. So, so some people, including myself, saying Lafferty's not fit, but. There was two occasions there where he very nearly got to the ball and took it off the goalkeeper, and he, he ran some distance to get that as well. So, and that was obviously in the second half at some point. So for me, he you know he was, he was really good at the press, and there was a I think there was a couple of times where he did press it and the keeper kicked out for a throw in. So it was really good to see Lafferty doing that side of the game, um, and I think that's why he probably stayed on a bit longer to Shaw. Maybe Shaw for me. When he missed that chance, Shaw had an okay game. He then missed that chance and you could just see his head drop. Um, he knew himself he should have scored. I mean, he's not even hit the target. Um, and, you know, he, he, I just don't know how he's missed it. But for me, I think Ollie Shaw's a confidence player. So see if Ollie Shaw's got a couple of goals in him before that. He's putting that away. Difference is he's not scored in the league this season. We're 1-0 down. You know, that's Ollie Shaw's not going to score that when he's just not got a goal in him. So I think probably that's why he brought him off because his head had dropped and we just needed to sort of get the attack, you know, resurgent back into sort of a positive frame of mind. And I think it worked well. Um, but talking of subs, now I was one of the ones that slated into Cameron. 
We're getting a 45 minute 45 minute run out of Ross County last week, but I thought he was excellent today. I must say he was superb. Um, he had a couple of times where he could have got a shot away, but I thought what he did well was in uh, the end of the game, chasing the ball down, winning the corners, um, his strength as well, uh, just to just to use up time, but also you know create space for others as well. And I thought he was brilliant today when he came on. His best, probably his best game I've seen him play um, since coming on. Would you agree with that? What I've said about Cameron all along is, can Kermanek get a better third striker? Because if not, because he's going to be third third choice, isn't he, after Lafferty and Shaw? Can we get a better third choice striker in? Possibly not. Is it, would, be, would there be any point in bringing in a journeyman like we had last year, Burrell, who hardly kicked the ball over over Cameron, which is what we did last year? I mean, why not? He was, he was okay. I, I feel as if he... He really never wins the ball in the air for for a for a big man. I find that quite frustrating about him. His his hold up play for a big man as well. He needs to improve. I think the ball rarely sticks to him. He rarely gets us up the pitch the way that Lafferty or or you know a, a proper centre forward target man that we've had like Big Boy they used to do get us up the park, win the foul. Mm. He's not really got that in his game. We we he's not very we do need a striker. Definitely need a striker. There's no question about it. For all the, the, the good stuff that they've done today or in previous seasons, um, for me, Stephen Hope's made a good point that Lafferty's probably gone a season too far, maybe. Uh, Ollie Shaw, we know, is a confident striker. and Some of his goals are from penalties. Um, Ins Cameron, yeah, he's yeah, question marks over that, but today he did well. Um, for me, you just got, you've got to look at the stats. You like stats. I'm just going to throw the last two games. So we had 20 shots on goal today against against uh, Motherwell, um, and we had 12 shots on goal away at Ross County. So that's 32 shots. We've hit the target in those shots six times. Um, scored two goals. One was a set piece. Um, Ash Taylor's our top goal scorer with two goals from set pieces. So, yeah, we're great at set piece. Ash Taylor's a good presence, but um, we need a striker to finish those chances. No bottom line. But there's one or two. And now I think everybody should be unmuted. Apologies. We had a bit of a false start. Martin was running a wee bit late and we had to delay the start of the Twitter space tonight. So, apologies for that. But I'm pretty sure the mics are open. I'm not brilliant with these settings. Um, if anybody wants to speak, just give it a go. Unmute yourself. If not, there's no there's no pressure. I think all you need to do is unmute yourself. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe somebody could uh, maybe give me a wee DM and tell me if they want to speak and they're not able to get in. I'm just having a look at the settings and they don't look like they did last time around. Um, so apologies if you want to get in and you can't maybe put your hand up something like that and I can I can have a wee look at the settings so that takes us up to, to one each Danny Armstrong probably got what he deserved didn't he He, but I feel as if sometimes his final ball his concentration I think you and I have agreed about that that, that Armstrong has sometimes let himself down there's definitely a player there Others have said maybe that it, maybe sometimes he's slightly too predictable, but I did I did think that he gave us 
gave us something today, Martin. Do you not agree? Yeah. Um, for me, he, um, he reminds me when Jordan Jones first came to Kilmarnock. Um, maybe not as good. People disagree, but where he's he's got something about him, but it's just very inconsistent. Um, and he's still young, so he's still got time to improve. But uh, what I liked about him today, he just kept on going. Um, didn't let his head drop. Uh, I've said during pre-season, he seems to be improving. Um, I like the way he, he cuts inside, uh, makes late runs at the back stick as well. Um, and yeah, I think uh, you know he, he definitely deserved the goal. And what I was, what I really liked about the goal was one, he was in the position to be there in the first place to attack the ball and head it. Um, and then secondly, the ball sort of slipped away, and I just felt as though that's it, the chance was gone. But the way he got up quickly and just at an angle beat the goalkeeper was brilliant. Um, and it just shows the determination of how well he wants to do. I watched an interview in pre-season with Chris Burke and you know, I think Chris Burke will certainly have a say on how well he does because I think he'll certainly guide him along the way with the club. You know, Danny Armstrong will probably speak to Chris Burke and Chris Burke will probably speak to himself and, uh, you know, and there seemed to be quite a good relationship there in that interview that I watched. So, um, but yeah, no, he, he was he was good and he was my man the match. Uh, I think BBC gave him his, uh, the man the match to Danny Armstrong as well. So he was he was superb. Uh, and I was banging on about him starting last week because every time he comes on, he gives you some, something. Um, that Celtic game when we were five 0 down, he looked our best player and he was only on for about fifteen minutes. Um, you know, he looked the most likely threat and attack. So yeah, that's. Daniel Armstrong for me, um, you know, is is doing a, is doing, you know, is doing nothing wrong. He he should keep his place for next week. Um, hopes. And the way that um, Fraser Murray played as well, competition for, for that place, and then obviously we we withdrew as you've already highlighted. Kyle Lafferty brought on Ennis Cameron, which again. I was a wee bit surprised that with the substitution, obviously McInnes got it spot on last week. Not so much. He, he went for broke last week and it, and it backfired. But he is very, very proactive with his substitutions. I always used to remember that as well when Aberdeen would come to Rugby Park, when he was the manager at Aberdeen. He would be very, very proactive with substitutions. You know, he's, he's, he's constantly trying to change the game, especially when you're ch chasing the game and and then obviously when you when you get up, I remember he used to do this to us all the time. You know, the, the Aberdeen would get the edge and he would start to break the game up with or slowing it down with these substitutions. He's he's really good at that. You know, when when it works for him, other times it, it doesn't it doesn't work so well. I think we've seen that as well, haven't we? Last week been a good example. It doesn't work all the time, but when it works, I was surprised. I must say, by substitutions today. But I mean, obviously he's the He's the man. I'm just a guy on a on a Twitter space trying to analyse the game. So the winner again, as you've said, it was, so it was a Liam Polworth assist this time. It was a cross. Um, it was a and an Ash Taylor brilliant header, um, making Ash Taylor the commander's top scorer. So does anybody 
want to come in at that. You know, all you need to do is unmute yourself. It was obviously a much better day for Kelly, a vital win. I suppose this could have been a very different discussion if Kilmarnock had lost. I felt as if the knives were starting to come out a wee bit. Everybody was the panic. No, I don't think people had pressed the panic button, but I think the people were starting to think that way. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I agree when the goal went in, the crowd went silent. Um, but then I felt when we got past that period in the first half um, and we started to attack him, and obviously that 10-minute spell before our time where we had the crossbar, had blocked shots, this, that and the other. Um, you could really feel the crowd, and especially from the Moffat and the East End, really got behind Kilmarnock. And I, I think that's the difference is that in the past, you know, that's... That that's gonna that's gonna count massively. Um, now we can write off the Celtic game because you know we'll just put Celtic and Rangers aside. But if you look at the other games we've played, I mean Dundee United, you know we we, we were the better side. Motherwell we were the better side. We've got four points out of six. Could have easily had six points, but I do believe that the crowd have had a big part to play in that. I I, I don't think you can for a minute dispute how big the crowd have been in those four points. No, absolutely, Martin. Um, and and all it took was a goal. Didn't it? I didn't think that goal was going to come. I, I really didn't. I thought it was one of those days. You know, I was I was a wee bit flat. I must say, I was I wasn't on my feet when Shaw missed his chance. For example, I thought it's just not happening today. That that's that's I don't know what was going on with me. I was just a bit flat. I thought I felt as if I was resigned to we're just not going to score the day. We've it's going to be another blank. Oh. I think all Shaw being in that form just. For, for me, I, for me, I was quite confident even at one 0 down because I, I remember my, I was next to my wife when she came today, so she's going to have to come to every game now. Um, but I said to her, I said, "See the next goal. It's, um, whoever scores the next goal wins the game," and that was even at one 0 down for us. And um, I said, "If we score in the next sort of ten, fifteen minutes, and this was like probably around about a fifty-five mark 60 mark I said we'll go on and win it and you touched on it before about how McInnes has this sort of ethos in the squad about keep going obviously Celtic and Rangers aside well I suppose Rangers we were in it until the last minute uh, funnily enough but you know apart from the Celtic game we, we've certainly been in the game um, and you know we've I mean you look at it, the four points we've got it's not as if we've gone in front either we've come from behind um, the way we won the title, you know, we've come from behind. We're, we're good at coming behind and grabbing results late on, and you can't rule out Kilmarnock at Rugby Park um, anymore. Um, like I say, put the old firm game aside. You know, we, you know, when teams do go ahead, they they try and sit on that because they know it's difficult to play at Rugby Park now. McInnes has got that that sort of good feeling about you know keep going till the end and. You know, and I just had, and I just had that confidence. You know, after what you said last few weeks about us, um, that we are always in the game. I felt if Motherwell got the second, then yeah, it's going to be difficult. But if we get that goal, we'll win the game. And when Danny Armstrong scored, I was like, oh, we're going to win this. Um, didn't expect us to score as soon, but you know, I still had that feeling we were going to win it, and you know, rightly so. Yeah, no, I know we're always in the game, but I was starting to get a bit flat that we just weren't going to be able to stick the ball in the net you know that that was I suppose that's just a bit personal for how um, I, I was feeling um, before we actually got that equaliser the day but you made the point about 
Polworth, he was really impressive. And Polworth is obviously somebody who has come in for a bit of stick. It would be fair to say, obviously, went out on loan. It's been highlighted that he didn't make the grade for us in the championship. So how could we expect him to make the grade in the, the premiership? Yeah. Didn't he do well on his, in his loan spell? The family got relegated, came back. And we were all surprised by how many minutes he was getting. But today, I think he was arguably Commandant's best player. I, I can't think of many who had a better game. He was everywhere. He passed the ball well. He was. He looked fat. He was. Um, he got an assist for the goal. You know the, the the winning goal. So he looks as if he's actually a starter now. Well, he got the he got the assist for Taylor on the first game as well. So he's he's a good set piece taker. Um, I think with Polworth, he has got it in his locker. We all know that. It's just his attitude that lets him down. Um, for me, I just think he's uh, maybe he's working under a manager that believes in him. Um, and obviously, I know McInnes came in halfway through that, but at that point, his confidence would have been shot maybe by uh, by Tommy Wright. And not not saying it's all that Tommy Wright's fault or this that and other, because it is down to himself personally, it's his own attitude as well. But you know, for me today, I just thought he was he was really really good. Like say. He, he was. He did lose the ball a few times, but like one or two of the others. But what I liked about it was he didn't give up. He didn't put his head down. He sort of, you know, just chased back, tried to win the ball back again. And second half, um, there was times he was driving forward. You know, he wasn't. He was driving forward at the, the Motherwell defence, and he had options right and left. He could have had a shot himself. And it was good to see that he picked out the right passes at the right times in those attacks as well, which created good chances. And that's the key um, for me. Paul Worth was the one in the middle linking up nicely. And, you know, you had Alan Power doing the dirty work, getting stuck in, doing what he does. Um, and then you had, obviously, McEnroy at the time and then McKenzie when he came on and Paul Worth then driving forward um, to support the front line. So, yeah, he, he had a great game. Um, and... I said Armstrong man the match, but if Paul would have got it, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't argue he shouldn't have got it. You know, just like I say, equally did as well. An argument could also be made for the debutant Chris N at left back. Yeah, he was also excellent. Top three players today was them, as mentioned just there in that conversation. Um, and you know what, Sam Walker, right? He should have got the goal. Uh, sorry, should have got the first goal. I feel, as we mentioned. But I think, for me, Sam Walker, his distribution was a bit better today. Um, it's just his communications is, is not his great point. And, his, and his, he's not quick off the line. Uh, but I tell you what, his shot stopping is good. Um, and, you know, that shot, that, that chance where he, when we were 2-1 up in the dying minutes, I mean, what a save that was to, you know, keep it at 2-1. So, I mean... I seen him outside at the end uh, with the kids signing the uh, shirts and that, and I just said to him, "Great save at the end, Paul." Um, yeah, it was a, it was brilliant. Um, but yeah, he uh, he gets a lot of stick as well recently, so I thought, you know, worth a shout out to Sam Walker at the end for that. We've pretty much run through the game here. I see that Stephen's in your it was your guest on your pod this week, Stephen. I don't know if you want to offer your thoughts on the game. Or whether you just want to sit and listen, it's, it's up to yourself, mate. 
it might actually help us to let us know that you can actually unmute yourself and come in because it's looking slightly different tonight on the on the settings. But just finding our feet on this platform, Stephen, you're welcome to come in and share your thoughts on the game if you want to. If not, no trouble. Shout out to uh, Captain Conker as well, by the way, for um, to for today. He was great with the kids and the uh, Moffat, so. I know he's listening now, but he did a brilliant job. Um, so well conquered, <laughs> as he put on his tweet of the Motherwell today. But yes, yeah, Stephen, if you're able to speak, uh, great to have you on as well. Um, great chatting to you last week. Um, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on today? Yeah, I think think we done well, Martin. Game of two halves, really, wasn't it? In reality, um, I think um, we're, we're certainly, um, as we probably agreed to disagree on uh, the other chat we had. Uh, Everything that we still uh, need uh, front, frontal uh, support because uh, both um, both uh, well Shaw certainly has no clinical edge at all, um, which I felt for a while. But um, no, I, I think certainly young Fraser Murray coming on definitely made the difference in the game. Um, good to see Danny Armstrong starting as well. Like him as a player, um, gets about the park well, taking his goal well. Um, certainly. Big improvement second half. Um, just a cheap goal to give away in fairness, uh, but you know, with basic defending at times has been has been poor. But I'm no, again, no fan of the back three. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, delighted with the three points, obviously. Yeah, no, Stephen. I mean, you, I echo pretty much everything what you said there. Um, we we both me and Neil both agreed that um, you know Murray made a difference. The substitutions were key today. Even McKenzie you know, did well when he came on. But especially Murray gave us that more of that width. Um, I agree that Ollie Shaw, um, I, I've mentioned he's a confident striker. So if he'd scored two or three, he would have buried that chance in the second half. But his head just went. Um, and it laughed. He, he did all right today at times. In the second half, I thought, was his press. But he's got to be finishing those chances. And, we, you know, I mentioned the stats there, Stephen, to Neil, um, that we've had something like over 30 shots in the last two league games and only hit the target um, six times. Um, and Ash Taylor's our top goal scorer with two goals yeah. piece. So that alone proves that we we, we need strikers. And, and I said in Cameron, you know, last week, what's he getting, 45 minutes for at Ross County? But... Um, I don't know if you agree with me, but I thought, he, obviously, he's not our answer, but what I thought he did well today was he came up, held the ball well, ran the channels and made space for others. And I thought he, he he's probably his best appearance of the season in the space of time that he had. Would you agree? Well, I'm not overly a fan of him, to be honest. He, he didn't get a lot of time, did he, in reality? He'd he done all right. He did, you know, he, he's, he's a big lad. Um he didn't really get anything sort of guilt edge, did he? Really, um, in fairness, but uh, I, I don't know. If Satona is, is is injured. I mean, he was warming up certainly, and you know, half time in that. So um, I don't know whether he's carrying a knock. I know he played midweek. Um, I'd like to see a bit more of him, uh, boy for Nice. Um, no, it's, it's good. It's good to remember though that we've got four points at home. At, um, forget about Celtic game. Um, obviously the home games are where you want to get your points and we need to just start picking up away from home now and obviously Ross County you know, even a draw would have been not the worst result in the world um, but I think like we've got to remember that we haven't got like Zach Hemming Jordan Jones um, even Satona these sort of players that will make a bit of a difference to our team as the season goes on as well so I certainly think that we, yeah we definitely need another striker but we're nowhere near the 
strong start on 11. Um, but I certainly think Armstrong's made a good claim to keep his place in the side now. I sort of wanted him to start last week. And uh, I'm glad he had. Uh, so what, what would you say on that, Stephen? Sorry? So what would you say on that, those points I just mentioned there, you know, about the... Um, you know, about having we've not got the strong start in eleven yet in terms of the players that's still missing. Yeah, no, I, th I think as I think as I said to you before, man, but, but, but you know we're rebuilding progress, aren't we? Yeah. You know, still, you know, still, uh, still bits to do. I, I thought the you know young lad that came in at left back was fantastic, wasn't he, Ben's? Uh, just unfortunate with that uh, hitting the crossbar. Was it a goal? Was it no sort of thing? Uh, he had a he had a really assured performance for an eighteen year old anyway. Yeah. And just he's, he's going to be he's going to be a very good acquisition for us. Yeah. Um, but again, I think I think McInnes is playing the long game, isn't he? He knows specifically areas he wants to target and, and to get us better. Um, and I think he'll be he'll be very conscious of the fact that it, you know he needs somebody up front as well. Um, and, I, and I do think it's certainly a rebuild. Yeah. Still. No, no. I'll, I'll let Neil ask you some questions a minute. I just want to ask one more question for you, though, Stephen. Um, I mentioned it just before you came on. Um, for me, would you agree that this season, especially with the feel good factor of season tickets being sold and back in the Premier League, um, apart from the Celtic game, I keep saying, but, you know, in general, even in the Celtic game, I suppose, you know, the crowd have been. You know, fantastic. You know, they've really stuck behind the team, even when we have gone behind in those games against Dundee United and today. And to come back and get the points late on, you know, the crowd certainly has made a difference, hasn't it? Hello. I was just going to ask um, Stephen. I've been, yeah. I've been, my um, overall view of Motherwell is that is they really weren't very good. To be, to be totally blunt, they were, I thought they were very direct. I thought I think everybody would have seen that Liam Kelly and goals for them started wasting time from about 20 minutes in. They looked yeah. as if they'd, they'd settled for a 1-0 away win from after about 20 minutes. We, we, yeah. made, all, we made all the, the running. I think Stephen O'Donnell's performance in particular really typified Motherwell, I, I was expecting yeah. much more. I was also expecting much more from Ross County last week. And do you think maybe there's an element of, as, as we as the weeks go by, we realise that we really don't have anything to fear from from these teams? I was expecting more from Motherwell. I was also expecting more from Ross County. What do you think, Stephen? No, I think I think if you watch the highlight, we've seen sports scene highlights against Livingston. We got a very soft penalty uh, last week to win that game one 0 um, but apart from, apart from the big boy that scored against us today, Van Bean, I mean, they don't really offer a lot, you know, and it's, it's kind of, you know, long punt up the, up, up the park to try and get it to him. So yeah. No, no dissimilar to sometimes to what we do with Route 1 going to Big Laugh. Um, you know, but, you know, out, out with that, they certainly didn't offer a lot, did they? You know, and, and you know, out with the old firm, I don't, I think we can hold our own. Um, I don't think there's anything there that's, that's uh, out, with, out with the... Uh, Rangers Celtic and that, that, that we can't match up against on more day um, and if we just get that spiking option then I don't see why we can't we can't compete top six I think I had this like psychological because we spent a year watching the championship I had this psychological <laughs> barrier in my head that, that, that we, we were going to there was going to be this the golfing class you know that, that I was going to be looking at that these teams were going to have progressed and that we were going to have been left behind to some extent, but 
I haven't. I mean, although Dundee United have been getting battered and are having a terrible time, I thought they are the only team that really outplayed us at certain times in, in the opening fixture. I thought, like in terms of the the passing, like the eye the eye test, I suppose those wee short sharp interchange. I mean, we 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 battered them in every statistical area. Put it that way. All the stats, the possession passes, shots, shots in target, expected goals. Accurate passes, everything we were better than them. But I think in, even in the eye test, playing in those wee triangles, power. We didn't really mention him yet, but once I think it's almost goes without saying now at the moment that we're going to get a good performance from Alan Power again. He was. It's almost like goes without saying that Alan Power would be one of our best players at this point. He started really well pre-season, carried that into the Premier Sports Cup, and he's. His performance levels are, are still there, aren't they? He's so composed. We we need him so so much in that midfield. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't say I was over much a fan of Power as such. I don't, I'm not. I think he's went back away slightly when he came for St Mirren. Um, I think McInroy's and McKenzie in there uh, could probably provide a, a better partnership long term. Um, I'm no, I'm no convinced at times he's, he's he's a wee bit negative and goes sort of back away um, for me. But you know, it's, you, you, you're always going to get a performance to a degree out of him. But um, as, as to whether that's moving forward and going to be enough, I'm, I'll, I would be doubtful. Yeah, I think Stage Stephen, you've made a good point there about power because you know what you get with power, um, and usually you get a booking. Uh, but you know you, you do get that fighting commitment and you know he, he is a bit older now so we've got to remember yeah. that but I think with um, with power he had he, he probably looked better than maybe what he was at times because he had such a good partnership with Gary Dicker um, and I think yeah. we alluding to that with what you're saying now about Mackenzie and McEnroe you, 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 we need to find a new partnership and maybe power is one of those players that can, I think he is going to, you know, he's obviously our captain and McInnes likes him, but, you know, as, as some fans like yourself maybe look at it differently and think, well, maybe, you know, Power is he the one that should be playing week in, week out? Because there is going to be times where Power will need to be dropped, I think, because, you know, yeah. his fitness levels aren't as where they were before and we do need um, the difference. And I think McKenzie gave us that difference when he came on today. Um, yeah, no, again, for me, I would I would have had McKenzie as my captain, to be honest. But yeah. I, I assume part of the deal with trying to lure power back was that McInnes was guaranteed him the captaincy, um, as well as the wages, seen as it's Alan Free as such. Um, but for for me, I would have gave it to Rory because uh, he gives you he gives you you know fantastic performance every time he comes on, um, and I think giving him maybe a wee bit more responsibility he would have loved that as well. Um, but you know he's he's no every fan's cup of tea. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand that. Why does he not get? No, I, don't, I don't get it. Just, I don't. For me, why would you not want a workhorse in your side that will chase? I mean, I mean, there was times where he got the ball, was doing the simple stuff, and then he lost the ball a couple of times. But he didn't give up. He just ran back, harried the defender, yes. took it back, and you know, you just for me, I just think people expect too much from McKenzie. They're, yeah. playing, they're playing for Kilmarnock for a reason. That's no disrespect to Kilmarnock, but if he was that good, he'd be playing for Rangers or Celtic. But that's the same with everyone. You know, we, we, there's a level of um, reality and um, expectation with certain players. But for me, 
that Mackenzie's played under what probably twelve different managers or part time man, you know, coaches and whatnot. Yep. So yep. he's and he's picked by Steve Clark as well. So he, he he's not he's, he must must be something that they see in him. Yeah, 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 definitely. What about what do you think about Sean Lafferty? Do you think it's time to move away from playing them both? So obviously we've stuck with Sean Lafferty for weeks and weeks and weeks, week in, week out, but it's, it causes so many formational problems trying to fit into, as you've made the point, Martin, two guys that play similarly, although they're not obviously alike in terms of, in terms of their attributes. They're both, both strikers and we've kind of shoehorned in two strikers week in, week out, when formationally it might have made more sense, for example, today to play Murray from the start as opposed to Shaw out wide and, and choose either Shaw and Lafferty up front. Do you think it's time, do you think McInnes will be thinking that way after Murray's performance today that it's maybe time to to not go with, because it's almost as if it's He's absolutely stuck with Sean Lafferty, but it's the knock-on effect of that. That's one of the reasons I think that he stuck so long with three-five-two because he, he needed those. He needed to. He wanted and needed to play those two up front, and three-five-two obviously ser- serves two strikers better than most. Four-four-two in the top flight. I mean, it really doesn't doesn't work. I think the last time we tried that was under Tommy Wright, and it was yeah, absolutely desperate, wasn't it? Um, just doesn't give you enough in the middle of the part. Yeah, to make what a four, to make a four four two work. I mean, me and Stephen had this discussion last week. I thought we sort of broke up in communication with time, but we both agreed that they don't work together. Uh, I think I've mentioned there that Lafferty's, well, that Stephen mentioned that Lafferty is probably a season past. Um, he's probably a good impact player to have on the bench, but you know how much of that budget have we spent on keeping Lafferty, which is a bit of a question mark. Um, we do need a striker desperately, as we've already mentioned. Shaw is a confident striker, um, but you kind of play both together. Especially, I mean, for me, when you look at the, if you have a front three, when especially with Jordan Jones coming back, you'd like to either see one, one uh, two or three of Jordan Jones, Fraser Murray, and Armstrong out wide, and have the one focal point in the middle, whether that be Satona, uh, Shaw, Lafferty, or someone else that we bring in. Um, but you know, certainly not playing the two together is not the answer. Um, you know, it's it, it's a, to, to, for two to work like that, we would have to have someone like a, a um, you know a Hendry, which obviously we can't because he's left, uh, or a Greg Stewart type of player. You know that we that worked well when obviously worked well with Brophy. Um, again, Brophy was a sort of player like uh, Stephen mentioned to me last week that scored penalties but didn't really. Score as many natural goals as a for a striker, um, it, but his link up play, uh, obviously with Stewart, was was great as we all know. So, I mean, Stephen, you'll be able to echo the thoughts of what I've said there and probably expand on that. Yeah, well, yeah. Again, I mean, I definitely think Laugh has went, you know, a season too too far as such, um, and you know, he needs he needs. I think he needs Shaw in behind him. You know the, the the two of them up front together, I clearly that don't think works. Um, but Laugh's not got the legs anymore. Um, but you know that 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 chance Shaw has is going through in the keeper today. 
you know, laugh at the buddies at if you, you put him in the same position. Um, there's no no question. So, you know, natural finishing ability, Lafferty's definitely got the edge. But, you know, as you say, I think shoehorning both in is, is no great. And I, I certainly think uh, Shaw comes into the bracket. I know you differ on that, Martin, but I would say Shaw comes into the bracket. I get, you know, he needs confidence, but he's very similar to what Brophy was when Brophy was with us as well. We've scored you the penalty. He'll make some really good runs, but he's, he's you know, one-on-one with the keeper and in the round the box, he, he just doesn't have a clinical enough finish. Aye. Uh, I think Shaw would be a striker. You know, he, he, he's a probably, I mean, that one that came down off the crossbar as well. <laughs> I can't remember was it, uh, what game was it, Dundee United? Aye. Uh, he, he had one and you think uh, you know that's his kind of luck you know and I think if he gets a run there a couple of scrappy goals that might do his confidence the world of good but how long do we wait for for that to happen yeah we're we're five games in Ash Taylor's the the top scorer you know that that, that's no good at at whatever level you know whether you like you know a 4-4-2 you know a 3-5-2 whatever sort of thing you know but we, we definitely are. But again, even, you know, since Chris Boyd, we haven't had a natural uh, goal scorer, have we? You know, so the strikers all, and getting goals all been a problem. Under Steve Clark, you had lots of players chipping in though, didn't you? You know, you had, you know, Greg Stewart, you had Jordan Jones, you, you know, you, you had players, Malumbu, you know, in first time round, and, you know, you had players that were scoring goals for all ends of the park. So Brophy, although he only scored maybe, what, a dozen maybe in his best season sort of thing and, and some of those penalties, it, it, it didn't really go as not because Buck was scoring, you know, Malumbo was scoring, Greg Stewart was scoring, you know, so, um, whereas now, you know, if Lafferty has an off game a bit like today, uh, then it's, you know, it's highlighted even more, isn't it? Because, you know, Shaw then goes through, has a couple of chances and you just think, oh dear, just just poor, you know, but um, what's the answer? You know, every every team's looking for a a goal scorer, aren't they? You know, we just probably don't have any budget. Um, It's probably going to be January before we're looking at that now, I would think. Yeah, I, I think um, he's still trying to work out his favourite sort of maybe formation, front line. For me, Satona sounds like, Satona sounds like a, an answer. Um, but yeah. again, we don't really know what he's about. We, we've heard what he can still be Still all right? Still but, hear us? You still all right there, Stephen? Can you hear us all right? Is it broken? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear fine. We were just chatting. So what we're just saying was that Satona is a player that um, he's. We don't know a lot about him yet, really. But yeah, we've seen he's scored a couple in the reserves, the cup games, and we've heard he's quite a fast player. But you know, we've not actually seen him in really in action yet, to be honest. Uh, not much. So I would like to see what he has to offer before I judge on that. But I do take go back to your point. Unsure that yeah, we sort of differ on that one. But I think for me that. Sure, I agree. See, he's, you're right, Lafferty puts that away. Sure had a couple of goals in the league before today. He puts that away. Uh, like you said, how long do we have to wait? But I do I do think that what Shaw lacks in goals and confidence, he does still work hard around the box and does that. But what I think is the problem is that we've got two players that aren't scoring, lacking in confidence. Um, and for me, Shaw would link up well with a natural. Would, you know, Shaw would probably look better um, if he was playing with a natural striker that would finish. We just need that clinical striker, like you say, a Chris Boyd type of player that you know doesn't do much around the um, outside the box. But when he's in the box, he's clinical, and that's what we need: is someone that can just hit the back of the net, hit it on target, and and you know let let Shaw and that do the rest. But 
you know, we, we don't we don't know what happens. You know, Jordan Jones when he comes back, he may offer something different. Um, you know, we don't know what is if he's going to be the same player he was before that we had. Um, we've seen it in the past with players coming back. Some have been good, some have not worked out, like Malumba. So again, it just all depends on how he does. But he certainly gives that gives us that space and different options. Now, for me, Armstrong, hopefully. He will start to bring in more goals because, like you said, you know we can't rely on just Ash Taylor. <laughs> um, but when we have had players in the past, like Chris Burke, you know, bagging seven or eight a season and chipping in from midfield, you know, so we do need other players to chip in. But we also need a, a natural striker urgently. And if we have to sign one player before the end of the window, it has to be a striker. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, agreed. So if Armstrong keeps his place, I suppose it kind of draws me to a question and all this. If Armstrong keeps his place and we can't, it doesn't work playing Lafferty and Shaw up front together. Say you're going to introduce Fraser Murray on the other flank. Which who would you pick to lead the line? Who would you drop? Would you pick Shaw or would we pick Lafferty? I think I would go Shaw personally. I'd go Lafferty for his finishing because he's a natural yeah. finisher. He's the best finisher of the club. And yeah. um, we, you know, if you've got the likes of Armstrong and Murray making a chance, you've got to put your question on who you want finishing it in the in the box. Sure, who's got no goals yet, or Lafferty who hasn't scored but you know can finish. So I think that's yeah. obvious. And again, we need, we need to see Sotana as well, don't we? So you know, yeah. he, he, he's, he's maybe got a good finish in him as well. You know, so might might take the two of them getting dropped and and Sotana getting his chance to you know give them a bit of a shake. Um, and also let us see what that, what he can do. Yeah, it's a good point, that Stephen. I mean, um, I would also say that when Jordan Jones is fit, that he doesn't start. Um, he needs to come from the bench um, yeah. as an impact player. Impact. Because yeah. you kind of drop Armstrong and, and Murray. They're both, you know, they they should be. Murray doesn't really. Murray's had a bit of a stop start to the season because of an injury that he had at the start of the season. But he's really coming in. I mean, great player today coming in just changing that game and he linked up well and I tell you what we've got more balances so I'm really confident going into games now that we've got more balance I think that's what we lacked before um, whereas now the right side you've got Alabuse and Armstrong linking up well Christian and Murray when he came in on the left for me you know we've got great players and then you've got people like McEnroy who arguably in pre-season but even in some of the games I would say he's probably the best passer of the ball in midfield in terms of his composure and he's probably more accurate passing. I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then, you know, Paul Worth, for me, that's just, just Stephen, I thought he was a good, he had a really good game today. We, we, um, oh, fantastic, yeah, yeah. He's, he's found, found a bit of form. I don't know what Derek said to him, but it's Paul, clearly made a, Maybe it's the manager. A, maybe it's just the manager. Maybe he believes in him. But would you say, Stephen, that, um, like we, I discussed this, we said this to Neil earlier, and um, we were saying about his, I think for me, Paul Wolf's always had that ability in him, but it's more about his attitude in, in himself and how, how he feels and his confidence as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that might well be. I mean, I think Docker, uh, you know, Dell's number two, I think, you know, they're, they're confidence guys, aren't they? You know, arm round about them kind of thing. And, you know, maybe that's just what he's needed kind of thing. Um, to, to me, I would, you know, I would have punted him <laughs> close season, to be honest. Yeah. I was under, 
under right and certainly as, as when McInnes came in in the championship he, towards the back end he, he, you know I, 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 would, I would I mean he went to Dunfermline for a spell didn't he um, in reality um, and, and I would have happily seen him you know stay away but I mean the last couple of performances he's, he has been I mean today was really good um, but uh, yeah so again might just be confidence with him um, but again he's a bit tough for him to be put out the team now as well you know you think Mackenzie you know should get a start but you think you know Polworth could probably argue the case if you know if, if you know can it Alson's still got to come back in as well hasn't he you know yeah. so somebody's going to have to come out of, out of there anyway but you know I think Polworth definitely has, has, has whatever's happened he's, he's, he's turned a corner but I think it's good though that you've got that headache now in certain positions whereas we didn't before the season's now you know getting nicely into shape um, it was a massive result, you know, in terms of, I would, some would say, you know, I hate to put a must win on some games, but you felt as though it, it sort of was in a, in a roundabout way. Um, because obviously if we didn't win and we lost that, then, you know, the sort of, the the knives are out, um, the pressure's on already. So it was, it was a massive yeah, I think. I think as we, I think we've said before, man. I think it was a, a bit of calm needed, you know. I think yeah, <laughs> I yeah, think definitely. Yeah, a bit yeah. too, the, you know, it was a bit too much uh, people just, uh, particularly uh, on this platform anyway. Just, just kind of, you know, uh, maybe going along for for a game or whatever. But you know, just you know, getting a bit too, you know, if you watched us in the championship, you've been a season ticket holder like I have been. Um, you know, if we won the great in the championship. Let's let's no think we'd run away with that league. No. We're pretty average, um, to be honest. So to turn around and say all of a sudden, you know, some people giving it the old, oh, Celtic hammered us. Well, Celtic's probably going to win the league. You know, they're bringing guys off that bench that are, you know, no. millions of pounds worth. You know, we ain't at that level. Um, you know, and, and those games ain't going to define our season. Rangers Celtic, do you know what I mean? It was a tough start, but it was, you know, the fixture list didn't help us. Um, so, you know, uh, a, a bit of realism. Um, certainly, you know, let's get some of the rebuild uh, under uh, under Derek uh, going. And you know, again, you know, we should we should be, you know, let's hope this is a kick started today, um, and we just move on from there. Yeah, no, um, totally agreed. I, I think it's today, if anything. It's not a case of even if we play well, it's a case of just getting the win uh, to put the confidence back amongst so-called twitchy uh, bombs and that. Um, you know, and just sort of that feel-good factor around the place. And, you know, it's it's, it's been great. I mean, the feel factor at the end was fantastic. Just walking out that ground, you know, yeah, yeah. three points. You, you didn't really care if you played rubbish or not, you know, obviously we're discussing it now about how it was and analysing it a bit. But at that moment in time, you just couldn't care less. You just... You're happy. Yeah. We've got the three points, and I think that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, that's what you, you know, you just absolutely. That's all you want on a at five pm one is your three points. And if you don't, if you're gonna go behind in a game or whatever, and you know, if you're gonna not win it, make sure you take the point. And obviously, that's what we. I think that's what the frustrating thing was last week, wasn't it? That we we should have really took that point back to uh, to Kilmarnock, but we didn't. Yeah. Um. But you know, we 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 obviously got cheated out of that um, as we found out since. But we kind of really grumble about that now. Um, but like you say, we've got the win now. There's no reason why we can't go to Hearts with a good previous record in the cup. Give it a good go. See how we do. If we lose, yeah. let's not get disheartened. Let's concentrate on the league and let's go to Hibs and let's you know give it a good go. And for me, if we take a point at Hibs, I'm I'm happy with that because it's the first point on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed.
Agreed. Onwards and upwards, as they say. To the right, Stephen. Positive. Positive. <laughs> it's, it's more about, what did I say last week? It was more about um, reality rather than you know, on, on expectations. You know, yeah. uh, We need to be a bit more realistic. Like you said, I mean, I've been up here since, what, 2012, and apart from winning the Cup and a wee bit of a, a nice spell with Steve Clark, it's been pretty uh, pish. <laughs> Well, I. Um, uh, uh, you made you made a good point on the league. Obviously, winning the league, that yeah, we didn't we didn't steamroll it and that. But what we what I thought we did do on the flip side of that was there was the grit and determination to come back in games and just stick it stick in it till the end. And obviously, our growth was the sort of penultimate game where we um, we, we clinched it by coming behind late on, and, and we've carried that on into the season with the two home games against Dundee United and, and Motherwell, where we've come from behind and got four points out of six so it does show that we've got a bit of steel about us in, in these games as well okay Celtic yeah. like you say we've got, a lot, we've got a lot more tactical now though with McInnes is against the dinosaur that was right um, in reality we're changing games within the game you know we're not just trying a long punt up the park and then hope for the best you know that that's what we were um, but you know we're, we're a lot more tactically astute now um, so yeah no, that's, I think it's positive good excellent well, on that note, I think probably that's quite a good note to wind it up. Unless any of the listeners, two or three left in, if anybody wanted to speak, then you could if you wanted to, no pressure. But if not, then we'll probably just wind it up. We're at probably an hour or so. And I'll, I'll just apologise again for the kind of beginning where it was a bit, a bit, a bit dodgy, a bit ropey. And, uh, but we found our feet eventually managed to get the, the post-match discussion that we'd been aiming for. We won't be here um, for Kilmarnock versus St Johnston on Saturday the 10th of September because I'm going on holiday. Maybe Martin will want to keep the show on the road. I, uh, with Stephen, Neil, you know. Neil, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do for that because I don't want to let our fans down. Um, so, but if not, I'll certainly be making sure that there's a representation on the Sunday on my uh, two clubs, one love after that game, at least anyway. Um, but it, you don't need to apologise, Neil. It was me. I was too busy uh, getting my ponyard uh, after a celebratory win. So, you know, you've got to have a nice ponyard after. So, me apologies. <laughs> Well, thanks, thanks, Stephen, for jumping on. That really made a difference to get a guest speaker. That was superb. Thanks for your, your input. It was brilliant, mate. Don't, don't know about guests. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen's a good one. He is. He's, uh, he's, 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 uh, he's uh, level-headed, aren't you, Stephen, when it comes to uh, discussions? I'd, You're quite good. I'd like to think so. I'd like what, to think apart so. from the bat, <laughs> that, Alan Shearer, <laughs> that Alan Shearer comment last week made you chuckle, didn't it? Uh, we, we nearly agree, Martin, all the time. Stephen, oh, we're, we're Kelly fans, aren't we? So we, we sort of we should know what to expect there. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, thanks for, thanks for having me on anyway. No worries, Stephen. Take Thank care. You. Great stuff, Stephen. Thanks very much. So uh, just to wrap us up, Martin, have you got anything you'd like to plug coming up this week? Well, I've got my I've got my uh, show tomorrow. My episode episode uh, I think it's seven or was it eight? No, eight. Um, so Shrewsbury came from behind as well as Kilmarnock today. Um, they got a draw late on, so uh, it's going to be um, talking about um, comebacks really. And uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be lots of positivity. It's going to be great fun. Um, so I hope that when I do get it out, that you enjoy listening to it. Um, if you want an English team to follow, um, follow Shrewsbury Town, if you don't already. Um, yeah, but 
other than that, uh, thanks for listening and uh, taking part. And I hope you enjoy listening to this back as well in the week. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Then uh, just a wee reminder from me, we've got the Discord server. My um, The link to join the Discord is on my Twitter bio. I'm at Neil Doherty1873 and the Discord is called Eastand. It's a Kilmarnock Football Club fan Discord server. So feel free to join us on there. It's um, lively on match day and we'll, we'll get a bit of chat during the week as well. So um, with that, good result, Martin what we wanted and we'll be back soon thanks for tuning in folks and we're out cheers Martin cheers